Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. When we start, so you have a question for me? Yeah, but we'll what go ahead and start. Okay. Uh, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jen here with the Otakuology podcast. Bad pod, best podcast in the world. Are you about to say Any... bad podcast? Is that what you about to say? Bad podcast. No, I think it was going to be something else. Some oh, okay. other B word. Bash podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and today we're going to be covering a recent movie that came out on Netflix called Spiderhead. Um, that I enjoyed. So, uh, anybody that is listening to this up front, maybe we can get you to watch it. Uh, I feel like I have a problem with most people that I've tried to talk to this about because they feel like it's going to be some kind of a spider movie. Oh yeah. And yeah. And they have like arachnophobia or whatever. And they're like, I can't watch that. I'm like, it's just the name of an island. Uh, okay. Okay. So so here's my question. Okay. So, you know, we're like an anime and manga podcast. And sometimes yeah. we do cover live action movies. How does this incorporate with our podcasts? How does... Because it was written as a book. Okay. It was okay. a sci-fi thriller. So one of the one of the the things on it was said it was cyberpunk. Yeah, and I was like, "How is this cyberpunk? This is nothing cyberpunk about it." Right? May maybe it's because of things were hooked into their backs. Maybe who knows? Maybe, maybe I mean, which I mean that could be like a whole other topic that we discuss too is how people rate different things because. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of things that I feel like are mis mis uh, labeled now, like this being cyberpunk or. Um, well, it was one of like the tags on it for Netflix. Was that like it was like thriller, psychological, and cyberpunk? I think it was. It was on the screensaver that way it popped up. Yeah. For uh, for uh, the movie. Well, and you know the weirdest thing is I'll have stuff for movies or whatever that are like, oh, would you like something related? I'm like, oh, they're going to give me something related to the genre or something like that, right? Uh-huh. And they they give it to me because it's related to the director. I had I had one thing one time. It I don't know if Netflix was acting up, but it was like science fiction. And it was nothing yeah. but like Nazi documentaries. <laughs> Science fiction. Here's well, a bunch of Nazi doc- documentaries my, for you. My wife watches like a lot of like the World War II documentaries and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's how it like mixed with our algorithm because maybe because I watch a lot of science fiction stuff yeah. and like it was just Nazi it was like Nazi documentaries and like outer space stuff or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. But yeah, I was like, how the fuck did this happen? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because we both share the Netflix thing, so you know. 
it, yeah. it goes off of what we what we both watch oh on Netflix, gosh. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, for sure. That is too funny. I, I just have to say though, uh before we get started, when you recommended <laughs> this to me, like I wanted to fight back so hard, like not to cover this. Yeah. Cause I was like, I don't want to fucking cover this movie. <laughs> This movie just doesn't yeah. look interesting to me. Did it become it has, interesting? Uh, a little bit, but I mean, we'll go on from there, you know. Okay. Yeah. I had I had some people ask me about it, and uh, and they they kind of thought the same thing, and then when I start telling them the premise of it, they're like, "Well, like, actually, saw- this sounds like good." I saw the trailer for it, and there's one thing that kind of bugged me about it, but we'll get into that when we when we uh, talk about the movie. Okay. Yeah. So starting out, I can't remember what our guys, our bank guy's name is. His name is Jeff. Uh, he was played by Miles that's Teller. Right. That's right. Yeah, and the two big names in this one are probably Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, they are the big names in this movie. Because they're <clears throat> nobody else in this, I think, is a recognizable. That's character. not true. Nathan Jones, ex WWE wrestler, is in this movie. Was that the ta- big tattooed guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in this oh. movie. Oh my gosh! I was like, is that Nathan Jones in this? Well, movie? we'll have we'll have to circle back to that in a second because. Because there was one scene that I was like, oh no. But uh There's one no, scene where so... he's there's one scene where he's reading the book which is based on the movie that they're currently in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> um But we start out and we find out that they are testing this new drug called N twenty. And uh no, it's called it's like in forty, right? Yeah, maybe that's it. I gotta I gotta think about how they split out a bingo card. Um Yeah, so they're testing in forty which call, is... just call it the love drug. That's what it's called, the love yeah, drug. Yeah. It's a it's a love drug, uh and everything's colored in this, which is kind of funny it's when in, you see them it's in stuff. 40 that's what it's called in 40 okay yeah um, it's called love drug is what it's called yeah uh and they're they're testing out these drugs for a pharmaceutical company and um so they will put people in a room and then like turn this drug on and see um what do they see stuff like you know is like, the person more appealing um yeah like what effects do they have and stuff like that you know yeah we, uh, we also have to mention that these are all convicts and prisoners that's true that's true this is if you like the the movies like the condemned uh with stone Cold steve austin or um shit i can't remember the other one there's one other one that i own but i can't remember the name of it where um they do that Oh, and Death Race. I didn't even think about that one. But if you Death like Race. movies like that, where they have convicts that actually are fulfilling like some kind of a role, science-like, 
then this is probably a movie that you'll enjoy. Okay. <laughs> I um, guess you could compare this to those. I don't really think so. Well, because they, they all take place for prisons. And I know, uh, but this isn't your normal fucking prison. It's on like an island. There's like state-of-the-art equipment there. You know, they don't have uh, prison cells technically. They don't have prison guards in this in this facility. The inmates basically sort of run everything when it comes to like eating, uh, doing chores, you know, stuff like that. Like preparing the meals shit. and stuff. The shit figure. <laughs> We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, you know, like there, there. It's all on the fucking honor system. They can go wherever and please wherever they want. Basically, you know, yeah, as long as as they don't go outside of the the facility. It's a prison, but it's not a prison. Like they're living very cushy, aside from yeah. like the the weird drugs that they're being pumped full of in their like spinal cords, basically. Right. Yeah. Anyways, continue. But our main guy um, also gets taken out to uh, kind of like look at different landscapes. Uh, some of them are beautiful. Some of them are uh, like where construction's going on. Um, and they are trying to get like his honest opinion and see what the love drug actually um makes you see or whatever which they also use another one which is like a truth serum it's called like uh, verbal it's like a verbal drug where like it makes you talk more yeah almost every one every one of like the weird names for the drugs like related to what it was yeah i thought it was kind of weird but then i was like oh i i guess i kind of get this maybe kind of yeah and then this is where they they put him in a room with another girl and they're both given the love drug and they basically like fuck the shit out of each other. Yes. <laughs> it was funny. Like that part was funny when they just like randomly like fell out of a chair and they Oh um, yeah, the chair fell over. The chair yes. fell over like they're like, Are you are, are you okay? Because they're watching okay? them through this and then like they just start fucking again. They're like ah, ah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then that happens again because they have this weird pool system of who you're supposed to hook up with and get with. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then he sleeps with the older lady that looks kind of like a, a crackhead. I think she was a crackhead. I think she was like a crackhead, like prostitute kind of thing. Yeah, uh, she she very much looked like disheveled, and uh, he ends up Jeff ends up getting like a, a STD from her or something like that because of uh, of them having sex with each other. Did he at that point? Yeah, because he he's like, hey, at one point he's like, hey, I'm not doing this. I'm not fully recovered. You you guys didn't give me that cream I asked for. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness gracious. I, I don't remember him saying that, but yeah, it's it's, with, it's in it's in the scene with the Rogan guy. Okay, yeah. Uh, but 
I did think it was funny with that girl where the when they're watching it, the other doctor guy that's in the room with uh, Chris Hemsworth's character, he kind of leans over and he goes, do you think she just... <laughs> yeah, she just... And they're talking about her having like an orgasm or whatever. Yeah, that was weird. That was and really it was like, weird. So that didn't happen with the other people? Like, I I'm guess confused. not. I'm confused. I guess not because they had this whole like chart with who interacted with who and like stuff like that. You know, it was it was weird. It was definitely weird in that aspect. Yeah. Um, and then they're, they basically bring those people back in later on to mm-hmm. see if they're going to give them, um, the black drug, uh, death. It's, uh, Daxaflon. Dark, Darkaflon. That's what it's called. Darkaflon. Flonix or something. Yeah. Something like that. It's, Darka, it's weird. Darkaflox. It's called Darkaflox. Yeah, I mean, all all these names get really weird with all of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, whenever you have this drug, it basically makes all of like your fears come out. Yeah, and and I think know, just... I think Jeff was the only one who was on it so far at, at that moment. Who has been on it? I think it seemed like. I don't know because we didn't really fit with anybody else. But whenever uh, the one scene where he sees the bingo card, you know there was a mm-hmm. sticker on it. Yeah. So I I don't know because it like with the N forty drug, the love drug or whatever. Um, whenever we see all of this other stuff, um the guy will put a star on it. Like he's trying to get a full house bingo. And, um, uh, that one had a star on it. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it it was weird. It was, there were some uh, open unanswered questions in this, in this, uh, this, uh, movie for sure. At some points, right. Because like, well, and the other thing that I questioned was the freedom that Jeff had, because it seemed like nobody else had that. I think Jeff had more freedom than everybody else, because I w- I, from what I gathered, I think he might have been the first participant in this, this, this study. Oh, yeah, it I didn't even like, think about that. It seemed like. Yeah. You know, because he was more willing to uh, do things like instead of than the other people, it seemed like. So I guess he possibly had more freedom, and you know, he was also the person we we're following in this story. Yeah. You know, when we find out why Jeff was in prison, he killed his best friend in a drunk driving accident. Then later no, on, we killed... find yeah. Later, I was saying later on, it just shows us him killing his friend. But later on, you also find out he also killed his girlfriend as well, because you're 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 led to believe that his girlfriend is still alive within the movie, uh, because he's he's calling her from a cell phone at from time to time, leaving uh, messages for her, but he's leaving messages yeah. for nobody, 
uh, right. it's sort of it's sort of like almost like a coping mechanism in that aspect. Like they're letting him like go to a top of the mountain because they call it like free Fridays, and they lay, they take him off the premises and you know take him up to a mountain, let him make a phone call to to a dead woman, you know. Right. Which, which we find out which, later on she's dead. Which I thought that was pretty crazy too, because this the we only get to see it once. But then he actually sits there and kind of leaves this really in-depth like conversation to her. Mm-hmm. And then he says, hey, this will be the last time that we'll talk. Well, then yeah. I forgot somebody does something and the number gets called again. Mm-hmm. And we hear um, that the mailbox is now full. So you find out basically that when he's like, this is the last time, it was the last message that could be left before the mailbox was full yeah yeah so that was that was kind of crazy but what did you think about his crash scene because every time they played it i was like oh my god that looked like it hurt a lot because he because he got ejected from the car and like it's like it kept like we saw it and then we kind of saw it again a little bit in flashes and then we saw the full experience of what actually happened like his girlfriend was still alive his friend was dead but he couldn't get his girlfriend out of the back of the car and then the car blew up so he caused him to like shoot out away from the car again for a second time i mean but i mean i mean you can see like it would weigh heavily heavy on him because nobody really truly knew why each of them were there like they weren't able or they weren't technically allowed to talk about why they were there right and you know and, and stuff like that but when I mean, we only got to see like a few of the uh prisoners we didn't get to, we didn't really get to see a lot of their backstories or hear their backstories we just they were just there because it mostly focused on jeff and then the the other character named Lizzie who uh, was like the chef prisoner for uh, who who we find out that uh, Jeff has a connection with and because yeah. Jeff is really really good at etch a sketch drawings with an etch a sketch you know and uh, right. Steve the Steve the guy who um, who runs the facility finds out that Jeff has a connection with Lizzie. And this is where things start to get interesting. But I want to circle back to... I think it happens before this. Does it happen before this? When... Um, oh, God. it's His name is Rogan, the big beefy guy. Does this happen yeah. before... Uh, when he has... Uh, before... No, after Jeff has sex with Heather... Yeah, uh, it's after he has sex with uh, Heather and the other chick. Yeah, yeah. Because well, what, what the ex- what the experiment is is can you have the love drug and still experience love feelings off of it for that person, and yeah. will you? Will you use that dark, dark, flux? dark and flock, dark and flocks? Yes, yeah. 
Dr. Yeah. Floxen. I don't know. I don't know. Will, will you use Darth Vader? <laughs> um, will you use that on somebody that you've basically had sex with and loved and all this other stuff from the love drug? But I love this. I love this part because it, it, it happens after that, and 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 after he has sex with the crackhead. Um, so yeah. That part was kind of funny. Uh, uh, well, he goes into the room because when we mentioned this room, there's like a chair and a lamp and some cameras. You know, nothing really in this room, and they're both sitting there like looking at each other. And then he puts two and two together, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, fuck that! No, I do not acknowledge." I do not acknowledge this. No, I, I, I'm not giving my consent. I'm not having this man fuck me. And this is where right. we find or, out that or vice gets, or vice versa, or vice versa. He gets an STD. He's like, I still haven't recovered from the last one. He's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, fuck that. Right. And you just see this this weird, like, awkward conversation with with with. Uh, steve and jeff and and you know it's just it's just weird you know but we yeah. do find out that uh you know steve does find out that um uh jeff has uh feelings for izzy but he thinks yeah. that he had before that he thinks jeff has feelings for heather and they they put heather in a room and they give her the dark and flocks drug and she goes ballistic like she he has to he she well, has they, to be on the they do that before no it's after <clears throat> well no they do that before the stuff with lizzie so cuz yeah. of the the in 20 he has to do it for it's in 40 yeah in 40 the love he drug he has to do it for uh, Heather, and he's got to do it for the crackhead. Yeah, yeah. Because that's uh, another that's another thing is they find out, or he finds out by talking to Steve that uh, that him and Rogan were in the room together for basically Heather to sit there and pick one of them to give the dark flux to. Yeah. And then there's a really quick scene where they're in the room again and he already knows what's going on and he uh, tells the other girl, which I can't remember what her name is. Um, he Lizzie? says, oh. Lizzie? No, no, the other one, the crackhead. Uh, I don't know. I don't think she gets a name. But uh, he says, uh, hi, whatever her name is. Yeah, because he knows that they're both sitting there to see if she's going to give one of them the dark flux, dark influx. Yeah, so. he guess what? what the the whole thing is based on is the dark influx thing, and you know Jeff has been the one who's been on it and stuff, and uh, so they give him like the verbal drug, which makes him like talk more, and he has to sit there and watch Heather use get put the dark flux in her. And this is where Heather starts to lose it, destroying everything. And uh, she she kills herself. She like slits right. her own throat type of thing. And this is where I felt like would, it got would you, the whole. Would, would you say she like OD'd on it kind of sort of? Well, 
she, yeah, I would say she did because she broke her 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 uh, the the medicine thing in the back of her back. Like she broke it, and it yeah. went up to like lethal levels. And that's where she you know she kills herself with like a, a piece of pottery or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Like she like slits her throat. This is it where was, uh, this, wood was it wood? Okay, uh, yeah, it was this from the, from that uh, that stand. This is where things got interesting for me because uh, Steve ends up going in there, but he drops his keys before he gets there, and his assistant Mark is in there too. And this is where things get interesting because, like, he puts his little diary notebook away in a locked drawer, and Jeff ends up getting a hold of it, and he starts figuring stuff out. He finds out that there's no board uh, to that uh, Steve is communicating with. It's all Steve. Steve is yeah. doing everything. Steve's company. And, and, and Steve's been pushing that, like, up until this point. That, hey, there's, yeah. you know, there's a board that does stuff, and and, you know... I can try and communicate with them, but you know, all this so that instantly, you know, like, uh, whatever Steve's last name is, is the name of the whatever company. Oh yeah. I forget what his last name is. Um, uh, it's weird. It's something weird. That's why I was like, I'm, weird, not, yeah. I'm not going to remember this. Yeah. Um, but we find that out. We find out that he's been naming all the drugs off of a bingo card, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which was kind of funny to, to see him, him right, name that, all the drugs. That's probably my favorite part. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite part is when he pulls out the bingo card and <clears throat> Jeff goes, he's naming all the drugs off of a fucking bingo card. <laughs> well, after after the after Heather gets killed, is this when uh, Jeff finds out that Steve has a MOBA pack installed on his body as well? And he's been taking the drugs. Um, I think he finds out right before. Okay, okay. Because uh, the the doctor guy is putting the stuff in for him. He's not a he... doctor. He's like an assistant. I thought he was more like a nurse or something. Maybe, Maybe. I'm not really sure what he was. Uh, he's he's got some kind of a medical thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's the one that actually comes around and puts all the drugs in the people's uh, packs. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, gives them like different doses and stuff. Yeah, he's putting it in Steve's. And that's when Jeff walks up and Jeff sees it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's like, oh. which and Je- uh, Steve kind of gets like, oh, like, uh, like, oh, sorry. You had to see that, you know, type of yeah. thing. You know, which, you, you didn't it's... let me know. Which was kind of funny, though, because, you know, the whole part before that, he was like, um, am I not like uh, a good uh uh like caregiver or whatever? You know, he's like yeah. you know, um are are your doors not open for me to come see you whenever I need to, or vice versa? And yeah. then whenever that happened, instantly you're like, This guy fucking lied. Yeah. About yeah. all it. well, why didn't you let me know ahead of time that you were gonna come here, you know? Yeah. But they go ahead. That that opens up a scene that we'll get a little after this, because then everything else happens with Heather and all that, and then um, you know they're kind of like shutting down for the night, and Jeff ends up going to talk to Steve, and then it looks like they're they have like a 
a pot scene, you know, where they're, they're getting they're gonna high sit there and off smoke. the laughing drug. Yes. They were getting high off the laughing drug. And uh, Jeff and Je- Steve starts to open up to Jeff kind of and starts to like kind of tell him more stuff about what's going on and stuff. And because of this horrible thing that's happened, you know, he saw Heather kill herself, which was right. a terrible experience. <laughs> you know, right? Like Je- uh, Steve tried to lie to lie to Jeff and say that Heather was still okay, you know, but she was dead, you know. Yeah, she was dead. Yeah, and this is where we after this. Go ahead. Which I thought it was kind of weird how far the room was or to get into the room from the observation room. Yeah, that took a while. I was like, well, are you walking around the whole facility to get to it? Like, I think I think it was like a big old circle like that. He had to walk around basically to get to it. Like it was on the other side because there were multiple rooms in the viewing area. Yeah, like there was more than one room uh, that they've established, like three rooms that they could go to. And and oh my gosh, the food guy! Oh yeah, oh my god, yeah. I just remember that that was one of the rooms that they put beside them, and the guy was sitting there eating all that stuff. Was he? I might have missed that part. Yeah, it was uh, the guy at the very end. Whenever they're trying to leave, oh, we'll, and he get, runs we'll get up. to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Yeah, because that part that part's pretty funny. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's just this one guy. If you watch the movie, you just continuously see him like eating. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like all the time. Yeah, I must have missed that part. He was continuously eating. Yeah, so you know when we see the first scene where Jeff and Lizzie are in the cafeteria? Yeah. And he's kind of telling her a little bit about his past. Um, We kind of like scroll past him in the background and he's eating. Okay. Uh, That happens like again. And then we see him in the room and he ends up puking and he's like, they're like, you think that that guy's shit finger, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. He seems just, he's sick, you know? There's a whole side story about somebody rubbing shit on everything. <laughs> Which, Which I was... Uh, I, I feel like I was a little upset because right when you start the movie is the only time you see the black guy that's in this. No, you see and, it a couple times. Well, I mean, when the drugs affected him. Yeah. Um, And then we see him later on. He's on uh, bathroom duty. Yeah, and he's looking for shit fingers. Yeah, and he's like, every time he goes, I have to clean uh, somebody's shit off all the walls. Uh, If I find him, I'm going to kill him. And he confronts Jeff about it. He goes, you better not be shit finger, Jeff, or (laughs) our friendship will be gone over over jeff don't you better not be shit fingers yeah but this is where jeff finally confesses to lizzie that uh his girlfriend is actually dead you know he he killed her on accident you know and we don't know exactly what happened when lizzie's past because she has a mysterious past um but we also find out that uh steve wants 
Lizzie or Steve wants Jeff to administer dark and flocks to Lizzie as well. Cause he, we find out that Jeff does has feelings for Lizzie through an S yeah. through an etch a sketch drawing of, of all things. Yeah. And, and Steve, yeah. the reason why Steve wants to test it out on Lizzie is because he knows that with Heather and the crackhead that, Jeff was under the influence of N40, the love drug, uh-huh. and and he wanted to test out if you naturally Would do had it. feelings for somebody. Did was that affected at all? Yeah, which was really interesting to think about in that in that situation, uh, like because you know they they you can you did see them over time uh, grow and have a relationship kind of like a friendship almost like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it was like sexual at all it was just like to no i don't think you you could do anything sexual or whatever besides be friends outside of when you're in the uh experimentation room what's that beeping sound oh that's the washer oh okay that's crazy it's like two rooms over well it's beeping and it's picking it up oh you want to pause yeah where were we we were talking about Uh, you washing clothes right that's what we were talking about yeah we were talking about me washing clothes (laughs) i'm not washing clothes somebody else is washing clothes (laughs) Uh, um uh no we were talking about uh lizzie and the dark flux yes the dark flux so jeff so Jeff doesn't want to administer this, and and Steve's like, okay, okay, well you can you can sleep on it, you know, uh, sleep on it. And we'll we'll come back tomorrow about about this kind of stuff, you know. And uh, Steve tells Mark, who is the guy who puts all the drugs into the people, he's like, hey, go up his drugs. And at the end of the night, you know, they always change out the drugs and whatnot. And this is where Jeff confronts Mark. And basically, spill has Mark spill the beans, and he's like, "This is wrong, Mark. You know this is wrong." And we, uh, he and, and he, I, he brings guess, up the bingo card. Yeah, he brings up the bingo card. He brings up that the the whole uh, he uh, Steve runs everything uh, in this in this this situation. You know, it's all Steve. There is no board of directors or whatever that he has to report to, and. Um, he, he call he basically calls Mark out on it, and he's like, "Why are why are you here? Why why are you doing this?" And Mark says that uh, uh, he thought he was going to actually help people, and that's why he wanted to make a difference in the world. And, but you can yeah. see Mark over the movie Wayne and 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 kind of regret what he's doing because you yeah. know in in that aspect. So. Uh, but Mark, you find out that Mark uh, uh, gets the, gets the quote sniffles, and uh, yeah, he, he's gone for the day. So it's just Jeff and Steve in a room in the room, and then Lizzie's in the room as well. And yeah. he well, wants. We do see one thing though when the car, the bingo card, is first pulled out. Which one of the only things that doesn't have a sticker on it yet is this one called B six. Uh huh. Um, and then whenever Jeff sees Mark, he actually 
asks him about that. Yeah. So then yeah. uh, we actually find out about it after this whole thing with Lizzie. B B6 ends up being a controlling drug that controls people. Uh, and yeah. we find out that they've the prisoners have thought that they've had free will this whole time, but they haven't had free will. They've always right. been under the B6 drug. Right. So it wasn't them like always agreeing or acknowledging that, you know, they're going to get this stuff put into them. The other drugs were ended up being um, like side projects. And uh, the real focus was on the B6 drug, which was OBDX, I think it was called. They called it. Um, yeah. Which is a, fu- it's a funny name. Funny name, just saying. Um, but Mark switches out Steve's uh, drugs and empties out uh, Jeff's drugs. So Jeff has no drugs in him whatsoever. He Lord. takes Jeff's drugs and puts them into Mark. And as uh, Jeff has control over like this phone that controls everybody's drugs and everybody's like medical packs, uh, he starts pumping in the drugs to Jeff. No, it's turned to Steve. Uh, to Steve. And, and like sort of takes control of the situation and like starts making it like freak out and laugh and uh all this kind of stuff and uh we get the big climax of the movie which is we find out that mark has gone to the authorities to uh to uh take down steve and and uh you know uh but but uh Lizzie gets the dark, the dark influx put in her, and and like it's killing her uh, because Steve puts it in her, and then she her pack gets like messed up, and it's all going into her. I think it was, right? Yeah, yeah, right. It's messed up, and um, we have this big old fight with Jeff and Steve, and Jeff's pack gets no Steve's pack gets messed up. Sorry. And he's getting everything pumped into him at once, which was a pretty funny scene to see Chris Hemsworth like to have different reactions and stuff uh, yeah. while trying to do it. And like you know, it knocks him out. Gets they Jeff and uh, Lizzie go to escape, uh, and we we find out that Steve goes well, to. And we, uh, we did find out finally why she was there too. Yeah, because she accidentally killed her baby. Yeah. She left her baby in a hot car for like three hours on accident. Yeah, when she worked at She's, Walmart. She worked at Walmart or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, which that was sad to think about. Like, like I don't know. That was just very sad. That was a very sad story. Like, I thought it had something to do with like a child or something, but it yeah. did. And I was like, oh, that's shitty. Like, that's shitty. Like, yeah. <laughs> really shitty. Uh, but all the prisoners start going after Lizzie and Jeff. And this is where we find out who exactly Shitfingers is. We find out that Shitfingers is the uh, the, the, uh, crackhead. the crackhead. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh no, it's Shitfingers. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they were trying to, to like, they're trying to not to get touched with, with the Shitfingers. <laughs> yes. That part was that part was pretty funny. Because I had I I, I had my, then, my, uh, um, my, I was curious, like, who Shitfingers was. Yeah. Like, 
in the back of my head, you know. I had my theories, but I didn't know for sure, you know. I didn't I didn't know. I was like, who is this going to be? Yeah. I didn't know if we were ever going to get shit fingers, like who actually shit fingers was. Yeah. But, you know, we got it. And then we get the one guy who he's getting ready to beat him up with a rolling pin. And here they just give him a key to the pantry, and, she, and he's like, "Okay, you know, we're we're good, you know." Yeah. <laughs> that part. Well, that was the... And then the guy that told it threatened him earlier about it. You know, after they knocked out the actual shit fingers, then yeah. he comes around there, the cleaning guy, and he's like, "You were shit fingers." <laughs> he's like, "No, I wasn't shit fingers." Uh, yeah, but uh, they end up escaping and. Uh, uh, Steve's pack is messed up and he gets off into an airplane and he blows himself up on accident because uh, he accidentally kills himself. Right. Which you know? I think that's such a good scene because he's he's flying and you know one of the first things that we see actually with Jeff is how things look or whatever and it's uh-huh. the, the N20 or the N40 like being really high up or whatever and you know, that's what hits him last, hits Steve last. So as he's going into this thing to uh, in, to fly into a mountain to blow up or whatever, he's like, oh, that's so pretty. <laughs> I honestly, I kind of wish that he would have got, like, his comeuppance and, like, actually, like, arrested and put in prison. Because that was, like, a fear of his was being put in prison. Right, right. I mean, that, I think that would have been like the mo- the best comeuppance. Uh, yeah. I f- I kind of felt like him blowing up in an airplane crash was kind of a little like weak in the storytelling part or aspect yeah. of the movie. To me personally, like you know, yeah. I mean, it was a sh- it was kind of a shock because I was like, oh, he's probably gonna explode or or crash the airplane or something, you know? Yeah, who knows, you know? But yeah, I, I mean. That I don't know that that part I didn't really care for. Like it was yeah. kind of funny, but I was like, oh, like that's it. Like he just blew up, and then they they sail off into the sunset. You know, right? Thing. You know, right? I mean, he had all those drugs and stuff acting on him too. So yeah, maybe maybe that's yeah. not exactly how he would have reacted the whole time or whatever. Uh huh. So yeah. so so. What did you think about this movie? Um, so I really liked this movie, but I uh-huh. really think it came into play because I had really low expectations. Like I saw the trailer and I was like, "Oh, that that looks like a fun movie to watch." Why did you have low expectations? Because it was a Netflix movie. I don't know. Maybe yeah. because, um. Like, I thought the idea behind it might have been cool, but uh, just kind of who they picked to go with the cast. You know, um, what's Jeff's actor's name? Miles Teller. Okay. I think it is. I think it is. So, almost everything I've seen Miles Teller in, he's been a more comedic actor. Uh huh. And so. Him playing a serious role kind of was going to throw me off with that. I have to say, though, though, because I, I have seen him in some more serious roles like 
Uh, there was one that's really good called Whiplash, which is he's a like a, a, a drummer. Yeah. And like studying to be a drummer at a college or whatever, which is really good, uh, which kind of brought him up to like more of the serious roles in, in movies. You know, and yeah. he's had some other stuff like he's been he was in I think he was in that terrible Fantastic Four movie that came out a couple years ago with him and Michael B. Jordan in it. Um, but he was recently in that new yeah. Top Gun movie, the new Top Gun Maverick oh, yeah. movie. And he has more of like sort of a serious role in that. Like, I think he's I thought he was good in this. Like, I think he's good with the those those serious the serious roles. Um yeah. Because he he is definitely one of those actors who did come up in like the the teenager movies like the like the American not like American Pie but sort of like American Pie type of movies sort of yeah you know which is more of a comedy which I think he well, does comedy f- pretty well yeah well American Pie and Ben Wilder uh, different ones yeah. like that yeah yeah you know so I mean I, I I get where you're coming from in that my problem was. Chris Hemsworth in this movie. Like I thought Miles Teller was really good in this movie. Yeah. My problem was Chris Hemsworth. Like the way he was playing this character, this like obnoxious, like smart character. Yeah. I really had a problem. Like I, I just couldn't see Chris Hemsworth as like the quote bad guy. Right. <laughs> like he was the villain of this movie, and I had such a hard time seeing him as like playing a villain role, like yeah, it was so I, I it was so that. off. It was so. I, off. I think the thing that threw me off was like I could see him in a villain role, but uh, more as like a killer or somebody that. But I mean, actually, like, like went after I've, somebody. I've only seen Chris Hemsworth in one other movie, which was like that Ghostbusters movie that he was yeah. in, where he wasn't Thor. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because I he's I so much associate him with Thor so much that yeah I can't really see him as other characters. So <laughs> I might have to watch more other Chris Hemsworth movies. Yeah, where he plays other characters and stuff like that. Because you know, I mean, I don't. I feel like he sort of fit that obnoxious role, but then I sort of feel like he didn't fit it. Like it was, yeah. I'm like fifty fifty on it, you know, the ob- obnoxious villain, like because he was very much like a, I don't say like a millennial or like like um, a hipster. He was almost like a hipster bad guy, almost. Yes, kind yes. of. Uh, well, so see in this. That's what I'm saying. I could imagine him more so in a role where he was a upfront killer, where he had to go and physically do things to people. But him kind of being put, and I, I would agree with you on Thor is the role that everybody's going to see him and think about. Yeah. Um, so even in a role like that you you know he would be a killer for him to be like a non-evasive person that wasn't like ever aggressive or anything like that because we don't ever see him like lose his shit or anything in this no he does at points um towards the end yeah but it just 
I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't think that he was used as strongly as he could have been. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just the role, and maybe it was just me looking at him in that role. Yeah. Um, it very much reminded me of this movie. Oh, God. It was called, like, the Stanford Ex- Experiments, I think it was called. Where, oh, yeah. Uh, where they simulated a jail in like a college it's a really interesting movie i think miles teller might be in that movie too as well uh but that's a good movie if if never if anyone's ever seen it it's based on actual events that happened yeah Um, it's based on a true story yeah it's actually a pretty good movie um yeah i've seen that one too yeah that one that one's good uh but that's what we'll have to watch it and cover it for the podcast that's what this movie kind of reminded me of a little bit. Was that? Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. Like, I didn't like. I thought the movie was not bad. It wasn't my favorite movie watching, but I did get a little more invested as we get into like when he like actually went and like started looking up stuff. Then yeah. I started to get somewhat more invested in like what was going on other than that like i didn't really care like yeah i was well, just gonna go nonchalant and, about it you know and i really hate the fact of we're kind of brought in at the end of all these experiments and we really don't know about anything i thought possibly it this could have been this, this could have been like a potential like mini series or something instead of a movie I I would I would agree. I think it would have been a lot better to have a build up to it. Yeah, and we because I mean when we pull out the bingo card, we know that there's got to be like twenty four different drugs on there, right? And yeah. we're only showed like five. True. Yeah. And in in some aspects, some of those were stupid. So like our B six yeah. our our control one. I mean, made sense for the whole movie to find out at the end. Oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is what it really is. Uh, in 40 made sense. The, the yellow mm-hmm. one, the true serum, the dark flux. And so when we actually got the laughing one, I felt like it came out of like nowhere <laughs> because I was like, okay, well we have all these other ones, but this is the only time we're ever going to touch on this. Yeah. Um, and to not, to yeah. not touch on like the other like nineteen, I mm-hmm. I felt a little weird about it. So, like you said, I I would have preferred this to be more of like a eight to ten episode miniseries, where maybe we did cover little bits and pieces of these other drugs yeah. and whatnot, and led up to hey, you know, like um, Jeff's first day of trying the dark flux or whatever, mm-hmm. and. And having that, like, oh my god, you know, what's happening to Jeff? And then lead farther into it to everything that happened now and yeah. what what it kind of ended as. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a movie, like, I would necessarily recommend anybody. Uh, I don't think it's a movie I probably ever will watch again. Like, it's not bad. It's just, for me, it was just very mid yeah, you know, I liked Miles Teller in it. You know, that was good. I liked him; he was good. You know, and the other actors were the other actors were good too. You know, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just it didn't hit with me. So, 
Yeah. yeah. What would you, I, what would you rate? What would I rate it out of five? Yeah. yeah. Um, a three. Okay. Uh, what? What? I was just asking. With this one, I would probably go a four. I okay. like I said, I felt like there were a lot of other things that could have been improved to even knock it up to a four point five. But you really like this movie, Jim Graves. You love this I, movie. You said. I didn't say I love this movie. You I liked said this you love this movie. It was it was a good movie. I would watch it again. Uh huh. But it was better than Spriggan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Spriggan kind of sucked ass. <laughs> but no, I mean there there were improvements that I feel like could have been made to it, or maybe different actor slash actress choices uh-huh. to to make some of the other stuff um, a lot better. Yeah. So. I mean, I thought that, you know, the other actors were fine, you know. I'm, I'm curious, like, how much money was actually put behind this, like, budget-wise, because we don't get a lot of, like, a lot of sets in this movie. Right. Yeah, well, so the other thing that I kind of was comparing this to, like, in my head, was, like, um, Cabin Fever. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Where, you know, they have the the whole, like, thing that people's, like, faces, like, it's a flesh-eating virus kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what, in my head, I was comparing this to. Uh-huh. So, okay. and, I mean, that's a movie that I, Cabin Fever is a movie I'd watch again, too, but how you feel about this one that's kind of how i feel about cabin fever so i felt like this was a better cabin fever but But, they're nothing alike right cabin fever is more like a horror movie this is like suspense patient zero this is like a suspenseful movie but yeah i mean i would recommend this to people like i said i have recommended it to some people because i like the idea behind it um Uh but yeah like i said there there's there's plenty of room for improvement yeah well we'll have to see you know i don't think they will improve it i mean it's got like a five out of ten on imdb oh yeah that's yeah yeah but well anyway guys thanks for watching let us know if you've watched this movie or not uh you know moving forward if we prompted you to watch this movie and uh we will catch you later on thanks for listening and as always see you next tuesday bye